0: So we are the Hallmarkies podcast, and we are so excited. We are here to talk about a mystery show. Can you believe it, Amber?
1: I honestly, uh, it took some work, you guys. You're <laughs> you're welcome. Forcing <laughs> Rachel to talk about a mystery show, I've done it. We've done it. Everyone, round of applause. Yes. <laughs> They made one
0: that I like. So there you go. Um, no, I, this has been a long time coming, and we're really excited to talk about Darrow and Darrow. And, of course, we had to have friend of the podcast, Ruth Hill, on to talk about these great movies.
2: Hi, everyone. It's nice to be back.
0: <laughs> it had been like a week, and we were like, oh, having withdrawals. We needed to, we needed to have a come on the podcast. Right. This weekend, we got the second Darrow and Darrow film, and uh, we had the first one last year, and the first one, we'll talk about the first one, and then the second one, the first one made all three of our top ten, yeah, ten mm-hmm. lists for non-Christmas movies last That's year, and right. um, uh, before, I guess, before we dive into the particulars, uh, Amber, what do you think makes this series unique?
1: You know, I think one of the things that I really love about this movie and the series is she actually has a business meddling with this stuff like she's not just some like nosy baker or some like overamped librarian like this is literally her job she has a legitimate reason to be doing these things and like there's a reason why she's investigating instead of the police and i i just actually love that about it
0: Agreed. Uh, What about you, Ruth? What do you think makes this uh, stand out
2: for me? Well, it's it's a courtroom. I mean, you're actually Mm -hmm. in the courtroom. It's it's almost not. It's almost then a throwback to like Perry Mason, Matlock. I realize it's not quite the same Mm -hmm. because you have females, of course, and and all that. But it's. I loved those shows. I grew up on those shows. And so for me, it was like, here's something different. We're in the courtroom. We've got lawyers that are battling it out. And then they're battling it out outside the courtroom too, just like just dealing with other things. And I, I just think that is a big standout for me.
0: I agree. I think that's what makes it special as well. There's. I really like the, the courtroom shenanigans that go on are a lot of fun. I, I've, I've actually, even though I don't really like mystery shows, I like courtroom shows randomly. Like I love Drop Dead Diva, which was on Lifetime for a long time. That was a really fun show. <laughs> completely ridiculous. The the court, the court cases were completely absurd. But I don't know. I just really enjoyed it. And um, I, I really like Ally McBeal back in the day. Uh, there are a lot of courtroom nonsense kind of shows that I really like. Uh, so <laughs> I guess they, this is right up my alley. Uh, and they it is very well written and it yes. is very well cast. So they did a, a good job. Uh, so let's talk about the first movie. So again, this aired last year, Darrow and Darrow. And is it Darrow and Darrow or Darrow and Darrow?
2: I believe it's Darrow and Darrow. That's percent. what I have always... When I've talked with the actors involved, that's what they've always said. Mm, okay,
0: Darrow and Darrow. Basic setup for this this first movie is that you have uh, Kimberly Williams Paisley who is running this law firm that takes, like, uh, cases that are... She's a defense attorney. She takes cases that are hard up on their luck kind of cases. And uh, she, she does it because her father was... Uh, running the the firm uh and that and her mother's also a lawyer and so that's why it was darrow and darrow Mm -hmm. and then when he passed away her mother went and moved to new york and she's very like uh, the uh, kimberly william paisley character claire is very like hurt and uh sore about that so she's worked on kind of rebuilding her father's legacy and then her, at the beginning of this first one, her mother played by Winnie Malik, comes back. Uh, she's had some kind of disgrace, but she hasn't been disbarred, um, but she just has lost her job. And uh, so she's looking for a job, but the two have these issues, these things. Uh, and the um, uh, Claire has a daughter named uh, Louise or Lou, as she's called. And then uh, there is also this, this prosecutor, played by Tom Kavanaugh, who is named Miles, who has been asking Claire out on a date every, uh, what is it, like first, I think it's first uh, Thursday or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, she's always said no and because uh, her husband had passed away. And uh, anyway, so that's sort of the, the base setup. You've got a lot of eclectic characters in her law firm that we get to know. And uh, Amber, what do you think of, of this whole set- setup and the cast and everything like that?
1: So the cast is just straight up amazing. Um, The Wendy Malick is insane. Kimberly Williams-Paisley is amazing. Tom Cavanaugh is literally a dream person. And Lila Fitzgerald is such a great young talent. Yeah. Um, I am just so happy she's got... This you know this series that she's going to be on, so we get to see her more. Mm-hmm. I'm sad we don't really ever get to see her on When Calls the Heart anymore. Right. She was great on that show. Um, I love her. She's the best.
0: Yeah, of this cast, I think this is just the kind of role that wendy malik is perfect at. This yes. is she's so good at playing sort of the caddy, uh, mm-hmm. but still likable, uh, you know, career woman kind of person. Uh, she's yeah. really funny. I. Uh, I love her chemistry with both uh, with Lila as Lou mm-hmm. and with, uh, with Kimberly. I think they have yeah. really good chemistry and yeah. that she kind of just reminds me even just the way she dresses and stuff of like my, my grandma who I adore and she's not mm-hmm. catty at all, but like the, uh, she, she would, she kind of, she would describe it. You want to dress like a classy lady Mm, uh, mm. And I feel like, I feel like uh, that Wendy Malick is the kind of woman that my grandma would really like want to go get her nails done with and like, and be classy ladies together. And, uh, and so fun. And, um, you know, and Kimberly Williams Paisley is just so sweet and so wonderful and so great. And I love Tom Cavanaugh. I mean, I, Mm -hmm. I I liked him even on TV when he was doing Ed and shows back then, but I love treating Christmas is one of my favorite is my favorite Hallmark Christmas movie. Mm -hmm. And he's great in that and he's great in this. And, and, but the dialogue is also so great. I think it's so funny. She's like, those glasses don't fit you. And he's like, oh, why? I think they make me look smart. And she's like, yeah, they don't fit you.
2: (laughs) Right. Just
0: right a lot of really good dialogue like that that's really funny. And right. I, I really loved a line or he's like, You can't call everyone you don't like a fascist. It loses its power. Right. <laughs> it's really right. And uh um <laughs> yeah. anyway, there was just a lot of really good lines that I wrote down yeah. and that I thought were, were really mm-hmm. funny and uh and I don't know, but not in a self conscious way. Um, in a way that feels at least somewhat believable, these people, talk, <laughs> these lawyers, right? Way, right. I think, uh, and I also think that the supporting cast is is a lot of fun. Yes. Uh, yes. Chester and Raymond and Winnie, yes, and yes. They're,
2: they're really they're really good. So yeah. talking about the the dialogue and all that, and uh, um, I meant to say also, it's nice to see a defense attorney and and, and defense attorney and district attorney that they're able to have a relationship outside of the courtroom. You know, they can, they Mm -hmm. can be at each other's throats in the courtroom. Yeah. But, but but then they can still respect each other so that it's like, okay, we can leave the courtroom there and we can still go out and um, be together and, you know, go out on a date together and, and, yeah, I mean, they still have the banter between them, which is fun. But I, th- but it's it's nice to see that because in some courtroom dramas, you don't see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you you It's often the stereotype of the DA and the defense attorney don't get along; they're working against each other.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they even had sort of in the second one because he was yeah. kind of on the defense's side. In yeah. The second one, they kind of had the. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> True-ish kind of prosecutor. See, those episodes. We are going to give spoilers, so uh, so make sure you check those. <laughs> make sure you watch them before watching this. Listening to this episode. All right. Well, let's talk about this first one. So basically, the you get the setup of the, all these people, and then you have uh, the situation is that uh, the donut shop owner that uh, they've been going to for all these years. He's a ex-con. There's this, uh, and he gets arrested. Yeah, so he gets arrested, and he gets accused of a of stealing these, this watch and this other jewelry from the jewelry store. Um, he doesn't have a very strong alibi. The uh, Miles says says you should just take a plea, but uh, Claire is like, I believe you. I'm gonna fight for you. And uh, they go kind of back and forth, and. Uh, and how did you feel about this case, Amber?
1: Um, it was a pretty fun case. Um, I'm just like the world's best television detective. So I, it's not like for me, like, oh my gosh, what a twist who the person is. Mm-hmm. That's the fun thing uh-huh. about the cases. The fun thing is how they build yeah. the, you know, the, the plot and the evidence and how they find the evidence and come to the conclusions. And I thought that was all done quite well. Um, it didn't feel like any of the people involved or investigating were stupid for not figuring it out at the beginning Yeah, Um, because it wasn't necessarily that they like needed to solve the crime. They needed to be able to prove the Mm -hmm. crime, which Mm -hmm. so I, uh, I really enjoyed at least like that element of it was a different twist on the the mystery as of it all.
0: I mean, I think that personally, I think this case is much better than the second case. Uh, I thought this was, I mean, I didn't, i mean it was somebody to do with that motorcycle guy but Mm -hmm. like i didn't necessarily guess that it had to do with like the russian mafia i thought that was like somewhat of a surprise Mm -hmm. uh and gambling debt and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um -hmm. whereas i called the we'll talk about the other case i called it very early on
2: um the case uh here um well uh, i i thought that i mean first off I was initially surprised that it wasn't a murder case because every mystery that we see on Hallmark mm-hmm. is always a murder mystery. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's always. And, and yeah. so at first I was like, wow, we're not dealing with a murder mystery for once. Not, and it's not, I mean, I love murder mysteries. I'm not saying, you know, get get rid of murder mysteries, but it was kind of nice to see that, to see that they were able to make a very entertaining film. Mm-hmm with lots of with with, and and focus and I think that in some ways that allowed us to focus more on other storylines that Mm -hmm. were going on between the characters you were able to really see that and not worry so much about well who you know who did the murder
1: yeah
0: that was nice and you know it was really cool because you got to see sort of the difference between the idealism of Claire Mm -hmm. and the realism of and sort of more practical of miles and uh, the other big plot line in this uh, movie is that uh, you have Lou, she skipped ahead a couple grades they say at the mm-hmm. beginning so she's in this new school, she's having a hard time making friends uh, she's she's really really nerdy in the first one and the second one they kind of dialed back the, um, mm-hmm. the nerd factor quite a bit mm-hmm. but in this one she's like building robots, she makes mm-hmm. a whole robot just to serve lemonade yeah. <laughs> Uh, which was cute. And um, so there's kind of this whole thing with uh, the Winnie Malik character with Joanna uh, Mm -hmm. that Joanna wants to get more high profile clients for the Mm -hmm. firm. And so she ends up getting this person who has these can help get more mechanical stuff or whatever for, for Lou. But then like Lou is it ends up not working out, and ends up leaving mm-hmm. school at one point, and mm-hmm. there's all of this conflict, and there's a lot of conflict between Claire and Joanna. That you know, she wants her to Joanna wants her to kind of craft her herself in a way that's more pleasing to these girls, you know, and you know, and, and, mm-hmm. right. you know, and, and whereas Claire's like she just needs to be herself. And uh, yeah. anyway, um, Amber, what do you think about this I First
1: am firmly on team like just don't care what other people think about you. Mm-hmm. And like that's really hard to do. But I'm also team like just ignore people. Like <laughs> I just like I just don't care what other people think yeah. about like me. Like obviously I want everyone to agree with me, but that's <laughs> not the same as being like, "Oh my gosh, they think that I am a goof." <laughs> like I don't care if you think I'm a goof. I'm the best goof there is.
0: Oh, see both pe- both of the women's point. Right. Because uh, the thing is, is that, yeah, you could say like, you shouldn't care what anybody else thinks, but you have a character who does care and who does want friends and wants to, you know, so you can say, uh, and so if, she, if that's what she wants, then what is she going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Is she going to just be herself and that may not work. And mm-hmm. so does she want to, uh, try to, uh, try to change non-essential things about herself so that she can fit in better with people that she wants to be friends with if she doesn't want to be friends with them then who cares but if she wants to then she needs to decide what she's willing to do in order to become friends with them
1: okay and so true story all you kids out there and people who want friends best way to make friends is to find out what TV show someone else watches <laughs> or movies or books There's and that. just watch or read it. That's not gonna change you fundamentally as like mm-hmm. who you are as a person. But like let's say That's Rachel true. likes Hallmark movies and I want to be Rachel's friends. I'll watch a Hallmark movie and I'll say, oh, this was great. And you don't even have to be like, oh hey Rachel, I right. hear you like Hallmark movies. Let's watch right. it. You're if right. you just like Hallmark movies and just exist in a world where you like Hallmark movies, the other people will want to come talk to you about it because mm-hmm. guess what? If it's something that nobody else cares about, they will want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, also, yeah. if it's super popular, they'll want to talk about mm-hmm. it.
0: That's, that's true. true. That is a very, very true mm-hmm. statement. i can give the number of people that I have met that uh, we have almost nothing in common, but we like Survivor, yeah. and, uh, and that's it. That's all it takes. <laughs>
1: And you're like, wow, you love Survivor? So do I, Rachel. Let's start a podcast about Hallmark movies. (laughs)
2: There
0: you go. Think about Joanna basically like taking control of the situation and not telling Claire that Lou had left
2: school. Uh, What do you think, Ruth? It's very relatable. And I I think that a lot of families can say, oh, yeah. Because how many times do parents complain about how the grandparents stepped in and did something you know gave them something they didn't have or planned something and and didn't check it out with the parents it happens quite a bit mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah well and to be fair to joanna um claire was literally in court like what yeah. was she supposed to yeah. do right. like the judge wouldn't have been okay with that there was nothing right. claire could have done right. at that point yeah. Yeah. so why why do anything about it until right. you know it's necessary
2: yeah mm.
1: You're not going to call a doctor in the middle of surgery and right. be like, oh, your kid skipped school.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. And it and
2: it doesn't always mean it's a bad thing. I mean, of course, I live with my gra- – my daughter and I live with my grandparents. So, you know, they step in and do things sometimes that then I hear about later. And I'm okay with that. I mean, mm-hmm. it it's yeah. like, okay – I mean, I mean, hopefully it, it's, it's usually nothing, nothing super major, but you know, if they, if they want to go do something, if my mom wants to take my daughter somewhere or then, you know, she, and she works it out and I don't know about it, but my mom doesn't do that. But I guess if she did, um, I would trust that she had my child's best interest in her. And I think that in this case, Joanna probably was trying to help the situation, uh, in her own way
0: but she doesn't yeah. have that trust that's the difference yeah I know I know so, so that's that's the difference is yeah. Claire is very like nervous about this right what her her mom right. did and you uh, know it is under she even says at one point like I was devastated I needed to leave like Joanna's reasons are more kind of understandable like they mm-hmm. both have like fairly compelling motivation let's talk about some of the other people at the firm you have chester oh yeah uh, and he it's played by antonio cayone
2: Cuy- interviewed him uh-huh. he's 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 great he's been in a lot of things yeah um and, and i love him uh I, I love his character in this yeah in this he series. is so
0: funny and yes. he has this crush on winnie yeah Who's uh, played by brandy alexander and there's a little bit of diversity in here which is kind mm. of nice at least yeah <laughs> um and uh, yeah, so they're they're really cute, and they both love collecting obscure laws. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. What, do you, what do you think about them, Amber?
1: Um, they're cute. You know how I love my side characters. <laughs> um, so no, I really enjoyed them. I thought it was fun seeing them have like a little sort of romance, and I loved that there was like the meddlesome coworker who was like, "Well, I'm going to make this happen because yeah. you're not." Um, really fun yeah the um uh, kind of the person
0: who manages all the uh the the office and the the gossip and stuff is um raymond played by Leigh hope scott is the last character in the office who was who was uh they they he was going to go on a date with winnie but then raymond maneuvered it all so that it all worked out right
1: yeah and obviously obviously i love scott the most Obvious. Oh, you do what do you love scott the most oh everything about him like i will not be surprised if we find out he's a murderer later on because Ooh. i love him that much oh, the people yeah. i love are always the murderer
0: you go on their first date and uh, they both have a emergency call in case things are going terrible to call them and give them an out uh <laughs> if you ever had an emergency call like that uh set up on a date?
1: (laughs) No, because like, um, what date is going to be so terrible that you couldn't wait for like the, I don't know, hour, 45 minutes to eat. Like if you go out to dinner with someone and it's terrible, just eat faster. (laughs) Just eat faster. And like, and if it was so terrible that I had to get out of there immediately, I would be like, you're terrible bye
0: <laughs> i I agree that's that's my I've been on some horrific horrible dates, but I maybe I just haven't thought ahead enough, but I've never done the uh the emergency date call. all right, so let's talk about the new one Darrow Darrow and the key of murder so the main setup for this one is that miles has a sister who is a singer and uh, she uh, has this boss who. Uh, is her, her name is Phoebe, I believe. And Phoebe yes. has this boss that, that is named Terry, who is a big bully, really mean. And, <laughs> um, and uh, she tells him that she wants to go to another producer. Well, uh, he's not happy with that. But there's also uh, a basically like recording executive. I don't know all the names are. It's played by Jeff. Gustafson from Science Hill Delivered. He plays Norman on that. And uh, and then his wife is like a background singer. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, those are all the people involved. Uh, and one night uh he the mean boss ends up getting murdered. And so because they've had this rocky relationship, the sister ends up getting arrested, mm-hmm. and uh, Miles obviously wants Claire to represent his sister because she's the best and they're really cute and everything. And so that's sort of the case part of this movie, the setup. Uh, And um, so Amber, what do you think of this, this
1: case? It was fine. I mean, honestly, like Ruth mentioned, I'm having murder fatigue. (laughs) Um, It's just like literally, if, Everyone gets murdered on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. I am never moving there. Because people always get murdered. Like, couldn't we have a nice theft? Or wouldn't it have been really fun for them to just work through contract law together? Ruth, of
2: the oh, case. I, I enjoyed it. It it was fine. I mean, it, it, you know, it probably could have been there probably could have been more to the case, shall I say, mm-hmm. but the story, um, and I think maybe that's what Darrow and Darrow seems to do. I think they focus more on the story and the relationships as opposed to focusing everything on um, solving, solving the murder mystery. I mean, it's, yeah, you're solving it, but, I think their focus seems to be more on on the people in the relationship. That's 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 at least the way I'm seeing at least from yeah. what I'm seeing in these past two. I mean we'll see what you know, should a should a third one come along. Well, um,
0: even this I have you know, be his sister, I think, mm-hmm. did work in more of those relationship
2: things. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I yeah, that's I agree completely.
0: Yeah, definitely, and uh, yeah, you got so you got to see sort of a softer side because he is the realist and she's the idealist, but he has to be kind of uh, like he's fighting that realism when yeah. the evidence is not looking good for his sister, but right. he of course wants to believe in his sister. The dialogue is still really, really fresh. Oh yeah, and that- I did call the who the murderer was. It was pretty, it was pretty obvious in one scene, uh, in the that scene in the garage when yeah. the wife is talking and she's all like. I hated her or whatever. I don't know. I hated being a bad well,
2: singer. Well, I wasn't sure. Okay. The reason that, I mean, I wasn't sure if it was going to be just one of them by themselves or if it's going to be both of them together. I wasn't sure that was. And so when it all came out that she did it, but he was then, you know, covered it up. Then it's like, that made sense. And I probably leaned that particular way because uh, as as people who follow my interviews know, uh, I usually interview the the, the murderer that's like <laughs> that's like my thing. And so yeah. I just learned that, okay, I interviewed them. They did it. You yeah. know, and it's just like, I mean, and so this was actually kind of nice to be Oh, he didn't actually do it, but he's essentially <laughs> a compliment, a accomplice, compl- Yeah. <laughs> As an accessory after the fact. Right, right. The yeah. case,
0: yeah. and they tried, I think, to put some red herrings they have like her um the other executive that she's yeah. gonna sign with who's in love with her yeah. and you know there's that scene where it's like did you know
2: he was in love with you and she's just kind of like yeah i kind of did <laughs> like yeah okay say now in the, the other an interesting thing about this film series though is maybe people don't realize this is the only murder mystery series on there that's not based on a book. Yeah. And so I honestly think that in some ways they're, they're at a disadvantage. I say that because if there's a book series already out there, the characters have been fleshed out in those books over several, Mm -hmm. usually those series, you may not see all the series become movies, but the characters are you're not having to build the characters from scratch. Mm -hmm. The authors have done the work now, granted, this is written by an author. I mean, he's actually an author and he does, he, he writes, writes stories outside of, uh, you know, screenwriting, but I think that that is one thing. So I think that, and, and that's not to excuse anything, but I think it is interesting. I think that if they are given a chance to do more, that the characters are going to be developed more as the, as the series goes on. But I think that it is amazing that the characters are already um, where they are and there's no book basis. I mean, all they had was one idea. They had one idea. We, wanna, we want something like Clarence Darrow is what we want. Mm-hmm. And that was the idea that's given to the screenwriter. And then he runs with it.
1: Mm-hmm. well
0: i actually i don't think the case was as good this time right. but i thought all the character stuff was actually right. strong if not better right right no so i i overall i i left feeling very positive about mm-hmm. it I, oh yeah I, of the of the movie mm-hmm. um and so because I'm wrong, i don't really care about the case part that much anyway um but i thought that it was really fun to see miles and claire continue and they're still dating and they're uh, right. and I like the whole thing, the the theme of like, don't talk, shop talk. That was cute. Yes.
2: yes. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> Cause it's hard. I mean, I, I just know even with like my family, I work with a lot of family and, uh, not as much now, but I did for years and years and years. And mm-hmm. I worked with my dad for many years and, uh, it was a little bit hard because when, when I would, uh, go home for a, go visit my folks for a family gathering of some kind. It was kind of felt like sometimes I was working because mm-hmm. m- he would want to talk about, Oh, what you know, cause what about this thing or this thing or this thing or whatever would work. And so it's very difficult <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> to, <laughs> to not talk
2: shop talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. So
0: I thought that was fun. A fun kind of dynamic.
2: Well, we must not forget the grape soda yes
0: so there's also this grape soda that's something he (laughs) he uh drinks to relax (laughs) yeah i really like grape soda actually i'm a big fan um of the good like it looked like they had quality uh, quality Mm. grape soda like wasn't like the glass bottles yeah
2: right right Mm -hmm. yes yeah
0: that's yummy (laughs) Mm -hmm. but i also like her she was like that tastes nothing like grape,
1: but it's delicious
2: (laughs) yeah right right no. Yeah,
1: I mean, I'm more of an orange soda kind of gal, yeah, me, but I yeah. mean, I'd take grape soda if you made me. Yeah. But um, the the whole grape soda thing was adorable. Yeah, Him being yes. like, "You got grape soda?" Um, a million times yes. It was yeah. so funny. It was
0: really, really cute. Um there were a couple other themes I really liked in this movie. I so what what do you all think about Chester in this? He's oh, like got thing. this like motivational speaking thing. Oh. That I just was, thought it was so funny. He's like the stat yeah, oh, That was
2: hilarious. Yeah. The status quo is the status no. <laughs> he was just I loved that part. I yeah. mean every time you turn around, it's just like I'm just cracking up. It's like it got to the point where, well, there Chester goes again and we know he's gonna say something. Yeah. yeah. So. That was
0: really fun. I enjoyed that very much. And I think him and Winnie were still a couple, is that right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I really liked, also, you saw some growth in Claire and Joanna's relationship. They were kind of working to help Blue, which we'll talk about. But mm-hmm. uh, I loved the line. It's still a great dialogue, I think. This was very well written. Um and like yes. she said, you've been ignoring me for years, so you'll have to narrow things down a bit. <laughs> Yeah. sort of the theme of Occam's razor that was brought in there's some good things with Raymond talking about the simple simplest solution is usually true and uh and so Claire has to say mm, not always <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Occam's razor. I don't know all that stuff I liked I thought it was really snappy and really fun so all right let's talk about Lou so they definitely changed Lou's personality I think a little bit in this do you agree yes yeah yeah because um, here she's like super into sports and she really wants to play baseball because it was only something big mm-hmm. that her dad loved and not softball. She thinks softball super lame. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's this whole plot of her getting on the baseball team and then the coach letting the, 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 the coach letting her actually play and uh and they also have this thing uh where the darrow women say have goals plans and aspirations yes yes
1: (laughs) and i I was like what is the difference like no i understand the difference between like a goal and a plan except for their plans were just goals and their goals were just goals and their aspirations were also just goals (laughs) so like i really am not seeing the distinction I think
0: that aspirations is like is like becoming the third president. It's like whoa, way out there, yeah, pipe dream kind right. of. Thing.
1: Well, whatever. Like yeah, like when they were like, my plan is to get straight A's, and I was like, that's that's a goal. Like your plan would be like, my plan is to. Study. My goal is to get straight A's. My aspiration is to be valedictorian. Like right. this is yeah. how I feel. Those things should have worked. The yeah, things right. should have built towards the aspiration. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. And I like I was like, oh, that sounds great. What's your goal plan and aspiration? And then I was like, these are completely <laughs> non related things that are all just goals. How yeah. dare you try to yeah. sell me on saying they're different things? <laughs>
0: Yeah, but I did love when she's like, You tricked me. You brought me in here promising breakfast and then you make me do this. Because that's totally, you could get me to do a lot of things if you make me waffles with fruit on top. Like, I love breakfast when people make me breakfast. And so I thought that was funny. And she's like, So she has this whole thing of being uh, playing baseball and whatever. Um, Ruth, what did you think about this whole baseball plot? I
2: thought, I thought the coach was, I I thought seeing the coach and Joanna together, that was, that was hilarious. I loved seeing that. I will say, I thought that was, in fact, that was probably my favorite part of the baseball plot. I'm not a big sports person. So, um, and what's funny is Lila, I I don't know if you saw, um, but she said that the baseball part, like we're, you know, like the characters hitting the baseball or whatever, that was mm-hmm. all doubled because she can't, yeah. so she, when she saw that in the script, she was like, Oh, I've start practicing. I can't play baseball. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, um, but I think that they, they use something that a lot of, I mean, a, a, a lot of kids go out for sports. It's true. A lot of kids do. And they were able to use it to, um, talk about women's issues. I mean that that's Mm -hmm. which, which is, which is always, um, Hallmark does a lot of that, which I think is great. And to, and, and actually I can think of shows that have done this before, done it pretty successfully, you know, where they'll bring in, you know, the, the girls going out for the playing sports with the boys. Um, so I think that they got their point across really well. Uh, I am with you that I think it's kind of strange that somehow we have Lou is different in the first one as opposed to the second one. I don't know who made that decision exactly. Um, It probably would have been more interesting to have kept her maybe a little more brainy, but maybe they wanted to just go a different direction. Maybe they, Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe they just felt that, that instead of making her a brainy person, they wanted to do sports things. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not sure.
0: Yeah. I don't know. What did you think, Amber, about Lou breaking through the glass ceiling in baseball? Well, first <laughs> of all,
1: whatever. <laughs> like, um, I was honestly a little bit, like, mad that she was, like, being so rude to softball. Like, mm. uh, softball's fine. Thanks for being rude about it. I mean, like, I understand loving baseball, but you don't have to be like, softball is for losers and, like, ugh underhand pitching gross have you ever seen someone <laughs> throw a softball like pitch a softball those yeah. things would kill you so like she's lucky nobody from a softball team hurt her because she would be donezo I have the biggest problem with is not like the coach being like oh I'm not gonna play her like or whatever like he should just play whoever's the best regardless so any other reason, yeah. but at the yeah. end, where he's like, "Nah, she's she's super special, and that's why I'm not playing her, so that it'll be tougher for her social girl I was like, "That doesn't even make sense, bro." Just being a pigheaded man, you know. Yeah, it, I I think that's
0: yeah. He's going to have to deal with that in her life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, no, and but not- I mean, the thing is, though, like if that was all they were doing with it, fine. I've seen that before. It's real. It happens. But then they were trying to sell me on the fact that he wasn't being a pigheaded man. It was like yeah. he was doing it for Lou. So she would right. be better. Like it was for her benefit. And I we were supposed like to buy
0: hard. that conceit. I felt like that was more of just him being a pigheaded man. Like yeah. him and right. his BS. Like I didn't, yes. I didn't buy, the, I didn't feel like the movie was actually trying to sell me on that. Right. Person. Well, right. it
1: seemed like the movie sold Joanna on that. Okay, well, Joanna's got feelings for the guy, okay?
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm just that, saying, I, I felt
1: like the show fine. was trying to get me to hop on that train and buy into his bananas. No, and I, I was like, well, no, no, thank well, you. I can't, I can't yeah. with it, Rachel. You you shouldn't have had me talk about it.
0: Yeah, evidently. i was, that, like, no? <laughs> bringing the, the I don't know. I just took it as him being a stupid man.
2: I, it didn't That's actually me. what I took it as, too. So. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And um, if, if Joanna was believing it, she was just believing it because... She was blinded by what? By she was thinking he was a hot guy, and she might want to go out with him. I
0: mean, it's the dad from uh, Ice Sculpture Christmas. <laughs> I know, I know. Other <laughs> yeah. plot that you had in this episode or this this movie um, was the lemonade stand case.
2: <laughs> yes. Oh so, yes.
0: Uh, she gives Claire gives Joanna a pro bono case, and it's this really really grumpy lady who is suing the little girl for setting up an unlawful business and eliminates dan yeah. and uh i i don't know did you have any thoughts about that uh ruth
2: oh i thought it was i i thought it was uh it's obviously i thought, I thought, I thought, I thought it was a cute little case especially since it was being given to joanna to solve i, I mean like she you know she, she gets to take it and she's so excited that she's gonna get this case like oh I got this case. You gave me this case.
0: This is completely ridiculous, but I thought it was fun in the spirit of, like I was saying with Drop Dead Diva or some of these yeah. other courtroom shows, Alan McBeal, that yeah. the cases yeah. are not realistic, but who cares? Right. It's fun. It's a right. fun moment for Claire. I, mean- I
1: wanted it so badly to go to trial before a judge. Like, I mean, it wouldn't obviously have, like, a jury case. This isn't, this is be like, a small claim civil case. I wanted them to go to a judge who would have been so frustrated with this banana lady who was like, I'm suing this five-year-old for selling (laughs) freaking lemonade. Are you insane, lady? Like, I would have died. Loved it. (laughs) Loved it if Joanna had been, like, super serious, took it to trial. The judge was, like, not only no, but insanely no. And had, like, given her, made her pay for, like, their fees and, like, all that stuff. Like, paid for Joanna's time. Because that lady is insane. And if what is she going to sue for them for, like, punitive things? Like, how much could they have made? Five dollars? It's insane. I... I mean, was, a lot of things about this episode got me like hot under the collar, but uh, nothing more than the lemonade
0: lady. It was just silly. It was just silly. It was funny. I, I I never take the cases in these kind of lawyer shows seriously. It's right. just, well,
1: she needed to be taken to uh-huh. a judge and fined.
0: <laughs> I thought it was funny. I, I enjoyed it. Um so yeah, that was basically the episode, uh the movie. Uh so her the sister gets vindicated because it's obviously the wife of the of the um uh jeff uh, character um and uh, and claire does a pretty good trial room yeah. scene there uh, mm-hmm. where she takes them all down in front of the jury which never yeah. happens like that but right it, right it was really good it was fun and uh yeah so overall i enjoyed it i thought it was really snappy and i enjoyed the cast and overall i i thought it was a pretty fun time so, yep. I, I have it currently ranked in my 2018 ranking, I have it at 8 mm. in my ranking. I have it just underneath Signed, Sealed, Delivered, mm. um, World Less Traveled, and just above Cooking with Love. Oh. So, there you go. How many crowns would you give the first one, Amber?
1: Um, so, I gave the first one four crowns.
0: Okay. Uh, Ruth, what do you think? Um,
1: I probably would give it,
2: I'm just going to say maybe 4.5. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess.
0: I'd also give the first one 4.5. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, okay. And then this one, I think I will give it, I still really enjoyed watching it. I still had a lot yeah. of fun. Um, I I would give it like mm, 3.75 crowns. What about you, Amber?
1: Um. So I gave this one three point seven crowns. So that is pretty much the same.
2: Yeah. There
0: you go. Look at us. Uh, <laughs> Ruth, what did you give this one?
2: I don't know if I want to give it a four point five, but I don't think I want to give it a four. So maybe I could just go four point two five, maybe. Yeah.
1: That sounds. Yeah. Good. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like right in the middle to me <laughs> yeah. well,
0: thank you so much Ruth for joining us to talk about Daro and Daro. this was really fun and uh, these are I really recommend watching either of these they were real delights uh mm-hmm. and I think that this series is one that you could really recommend to non-Hallmark fans I feel like there's yes crossover appeal here
1: <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. I agree
0: so uh so Ruth where can people find you
2: well, you can find me on my blog, which is MyDevotionalThoughts.net. There actually is an interview with both Lila Fitzgerald, who played Lou, and Jeff Gustafson, who um, played – I don't remember what the character's name is now. but Jonah. Whatever. Thank you. That's right. That's right. Um, yes, yeah, so we played Jonah. So I, those, those interviews are on there. You know, plenty more interviews to come, but those two are currently there. And you can find me on Facebook. I've got a page, my devotional thoughts, um, Twitter and Instagram, Ruth Hill, 74.
0: Great. We'll have all that in the description section. Definitely. For sure. You guys check out Ruth's blog. It's amazing. And uh, so Amber, where can people find you?
1: As always, I'm at Amber brainwaves on Twitter
0: and that's it. Great. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and on YouTube. I just did uh, my spring movie wrap up with my friend David Healy, and uh, it's going to post uh, post today. So check that out. I'd really love to get your feedback. So it's a lot of fun. And uh, so you make sure you're following us here on the podcast, Hallmarkies Pod, on uh, iTunes and on YouTube, and everywhere you can listen to podcasts. And also over on Instagram and Twitter. We'd love to hear your feedback uh, for sure. Let us know what you think. And uh, and then, yeah, this weekend, we don't have anything from Hallmark, uh, except mm-hmm. for The Good Witch, uh, right. and um, so. Yes, kind of- and
2: if you guys have not seen their interview with Katherine Disher, like drop everything and, and like listen to it. I mean, I don't care, set everything aside. And just listen to it because it is a phenomenal interview. Aww.
0: Well, thank you so much. We were so excited. I mean, anytime I can talk to anybody with animation, it was just like, what, what you didn't hear in that interview was me like gushing for like 10 minutes. <laughs> I had to record the, the welcome like three times because I was so nervous, um, but she was the best and it, it turned out really fun. And so thank you. That's so sweet of you. Um, but yeah, listen to that. You'll really enjoy it. And we talked to Fiona Gubelman this week. And uh, yeah, and- so
2: you guys need to li- yes, definitely listen to that one. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but <laughs> no, it's like mind. I listen to that one. That is a really, really good one. And she talks a lot. uh, She talks about her movie coming up, like you were getting ready to say. But she talks about other stuff too. Yeah, she was really.
0: She was one of my favorites. She was just really sweet. And uh, so there's that. Uh, And then next week we are going to talk about the Meghan Markle movies on our podcast to get ready for the royal wedding. So that's going to be very exciting. And so let us know your thoughts on those. And I, and then we'll also have good witch coverage uh, this week and next week, as we always do. So really fun stuff going on, on the podcast, lots of stuff to, to watch and do this weekend. So let us know your thoughts on Daro and Daro. And uh, thanks so much, you guys. And uh, we will talk to you all later. Bye. 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 Bye everybody.